<laughs> Hello, kitties. It's your old pal, John Cassier, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And tonight, I'd like to introduce all of you creeps to the Crypt Keeper's podcast, hosted by Spooky Bruce and Horror Ryan. But be careful what you ask for. You may get it. <laughs> Grace's dad sent me a text a bit ago uh, when I was on my way, my way here. And it took me a minute to figure out what he was talking about. And I got really worried at first because he was like, you might want to bring some rubbers. And I was like, what the fuck? What? He meant like galoshes, you know, boots. <laughs> What? Yeah, it's just an old way of saying like rain. It's boots. muddy. Yeah, mud mud boots. Yeah. It's not how we use that lingerie nowadays. Nope. <laughs> the secret, 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 secret. What's the secret? The secret is stupid. Yes. Oh my god. Uh. Uh. uh well, real quick here. Uh. Hey everyone, this is the Crypt Keepers. I'm Spooky Bruce. With me as always, fresh from melting our faces at MAGFest in the Highland Sap Room with his rad blast beats. Is that something in hardcore? Is that, is that in is that in hardcore? I don't know. I guess so. Or Ryan. Hey everybody. <laughs> hey Ryan, what kind of show is this? <laughs> Hello, this is the Crypt Keepers. <laughs> I tried. Uh, hi, everybody. This is the Crypt Keepers. We're a podcast that analyzes episodes of Tales from the Crypt and the EC comics that inspired them. This week, we're taking a look at The Secret from Season 2, Episode 18, based on a story from Haunt of Fear, number 24. And let me say, I got a real quick review for you. Just two words. Okay. Boo. 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 <laughs> well, like you mentioned before, uh-huh. I've now played two concerts. Yeah. With the band Taken Lives, and um, the very first one I was super nervous about, but it, yeah. it looked like it went well, and yeah. my good buddy Bruce was at the show. Let me tell you something. You were nervous, and me and Natalie had talked about that, because right. you were making this face, and you, no one on radio can see this, or not radio, podcast can see this. This is the face you're making. <laughs> Just a empty grin. Empty grin. Like you weren't. It's not quite a grimace. Not quite a grin. Somewhere mm-hmm. in between, and your eyes are a bit wide. <laughs> and I told Natalie, I was like, as soon as he hits the drum the first time, it's 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 gone. Yeah, right. He'll be fine. And so we were watching, and the guitarist looked at you and started playing. Yeah, and you hit the drums the first time, and you your eyes were wide, and you got this giant smile on your face, and you were fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know why. I've been in bands uh, probably since I was 15. Yeah. I've played probably three to 400 shows. Yeah. Nervous every time. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. The worst part about it is the wait. Because yeah. you have oh, to yeah. you have to go in, do sound checks, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, now wait two hours. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, shit. I'm but- saying, yeah, like I know anything about music. <laughs> like performing music. In fact, like, <laughs> I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So we went out, me and you, and a, a few of our friends went out for our friend's birthday. Mm-hmm. Our friend Josh went to a karaoke bar where they have that's the, the Japanese style where they have your own private rooms. Happy right? birthday, Josh! Happy birthday, Josh! And sometime I, I don't remember what song it was, but you started playing air guitar, and our friend Courtney started playing air drums. First off, that's backwards. <laughs> but then like one of you looked at me and like play bass Bruce and so I started playing bass and then you both yelled at me like that's not how you play bass I was like I don't know how to play bass I'm sorry I don't know how like it doesn't matter was this after the alcohol was oh yeah oh yeah fuck it don't, don't take any take all that with a grain of salt <laughs> oh I I did it was just, it was really funny that's great. It was like one of the best moments of the night I don't remember that at all <laughs> this is news to me I just know that me and Josh yeah can sing Billy Joel like our lives depend yes, on it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. I think that's a new tradition. <laughs> Him and I sing Billy Joel every, yeah. on karaoke for his birthday. Anyway, so. <laughs> that's our that's our secret. That's our secret. Yeah. So this is a, well, hey, congratulations. Yeah. We, after this episode, yeah. are done with season two. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. 
This is this is the end of the season two. This is season two finale. This is how they ended the season with a wet fart. Jesus Christ! <laughs> with a Jesus Christ wet fart. This this like just a dull thud. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, the hero mm-hmm. is Larry Drake. Larry Drake, yes. He he is something of of a hero. Yes. Yeah. And this is his second, second appearance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Larry Drake, who first appeared as the maniac in All Through the House. Which is the first episode. Uh, yeah, the first episode, one of our favorites. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great actor. Also, this has another this has a tie to another one of our favorites. Oh. The issue that the comic came from mm-hmm. uh was Haunt of Fear number twenty four, which has uh only Sin Deep in it. Yes. Yeah. I noticed that when I was doing my research. Yeah. Like, oh shit, look at that. Yeah. It's awesome. Um We've been both very busy. Yeah. <laughs> So much going on with not only personal lives, but also concerts and podcasts yeah. and just traveling. You've done a ton of traveling. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to do it again. You got to do it again. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm going to be staying on a farm for two weeks, taking care of it. Yeah, taking care so of you're Clark there. Kent. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I am Clark Kent who's let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> Clark Kent wishes he was Bruce. Aww. He has a poster of Bruce in his room. Oh, that's nice of you to um, say. I definitely wish you a, a, a safe trip. Yeah, I, I I keep telling Grace, like, I'm walking into a horror movie. I'm going to stay on the farm by myself for two weeks. Yeah. This is not my choice. I'm helping out my in-laws. They have a family emergency and have to go out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be staying on their farm, taking care of it, taking care of the animals. But I'm going to a place that has a reputation for being haunted. Not the farm, but the area. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, she helpfully informed me that several people have died at that farm. Oh, because it's been the family for several generations. Oh, wow! And uh, the basement, uh, they, there's actually two houses on the property. I'm only staying at the main house. There's a, a second house um, that the basement looks like the basement from the Evil Dead. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like it's like a horror movie scenario. I'm going to a farm for two weeks by myself. And <laughs> question. Yeah. Would they be open to a hardcore band filming a music video there? Uh, You know, uh, no one is there to say no. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be right back after these (laughs) matches. Oh, no. So real quick. um, When uh, I first started dating my wife, she lived at that lower house Mm -hmm. on that farm. And I drive to visit her and I take my dog with me all the time. My dog, Poe, the famous party shitter. Oh, yeah. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, I took him out one night, and this is deep, deepest, darkest Appalachia, right? Right. Uh, if the moon is not up over the mountains, there is no light after. Pitch, There's pitch no street light. lights, anything. Right. So they have this road that runs right beside the farm, and across that is a field. Mm. And depending on when you go there, it's at various stages of overgrown or cut. Okay. Right. And um, at night, you can't see across that road because it gets so dark. Creepy. Right. And one night I took Poe out and to do his business and he immediately glued himself to my side and just starts snarling at the dark, staring into where that field is. Uh And I was like, nope, he wanted to fight with what was ever out there. But you couldn't see. I couldn't see shit. And I just drugged him back inside. And that was it for the weekend. Time to pack it in. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wrap. Um. Don't really have that much in horror uh, stuff going on, except I am very excited. Uh, they ju- A24 just released the trailer for Pearl. Yeah. Which is the prequel to my favorite A24 film, which is X. Yeah. I haven't and, seen that yet. Well, we're, we're going to watch it. Yeah. We'll watch it. Let's okay. do it. Yeah, I love it. It's might, so good. That's, that's on the farm, right? Oh yeah, now, I might, I might, I might save that until I'm in Pennsylvania on the yes. farm. Yes, <laughs> you please watch nothing but farmhouse horror. Okay, yeah, the yeah. entire time okay. you're there, <laughs> that might and be a then you'll sleep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they they have a, a 100 pound Bulgarian sheepdog there. Whoa. Yeah, so he'll be he'll be watching after me. Nice. Yeah. Is his name Rusev? No, it's Ludo. Oh, yeah. Miss opportunity. Rusev. Yeah. Oh well. Actually, I'm going to teach him how to attack things and just say, Rushef Machka. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Game over. Anyway. Only wrestling nerds know, know. what we're talking no, no, about. No one has any idea what we're talking about. But once again, we want to thank everyone for listening in. And Are let's get into this. This is what we usually say at the end. <laughs> Listen, dude. I'm tired. <laughs> 
Anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into the secret. You want to you talk about the, the secret? The secret. All right. Directed by J. Michael Riva. Written by Doug Ronning. Starring Michael Simran, Larry Drake, Georgianne Johnson, Grace Zabriskie. You think that's how it's said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and William Frank... Oh, William Frank... <laughs> William Frankfather and Stella Hall. Theodore is a precocious preteen stuck in an orphanage with the authoritarian Miss Hagstead and the kind Miss Heather. Theodore often sneaks out at night, but despite her desperation to be rid of him, Miss Hagstead knows he will always come back. One day, he is adopted by a wealthy couple, the Colberts. The Colberts lavish gifts and junk food on him, feeding him a diet of nothing but desserts and ice cream. But he is locked in his room every day and sees very little of the Colberts. His only friend is the butler, Tobias. One night, Tobias wakes Theodore in a panic, saying they must flee the house. The Colberts reveal themselves to be vampires. They have been feeding Theodore sugary foods to sweeten his blood. But Theodore has a secret of his own. He is a werewolf. Transforming into his man-beast form, he kills the Colberts. Then, returning to the orphanage, he tells Mrs. Hagstead that there are going to be changes around the place. Dun, dun, dun. 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 (laughs) 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 It's, it's, uh, it's not, I mean, it's not the worst setup. It's It's still better than the, um... Ha- uh, Lover Come Hack to Me. Yes, yes. By it's still far. Better, yeah, it's still better than Lover Come Hack to Me. It's just performed and executed very poorly. If I was a kid in the 1950s, I would think it was dope. Yeah, I but, think so. It, you know, it's funny, too, because like it's supposed to be set in the 50s. It is. And the husband, Mr. Colbert, is a very stereotypical vampire. He has like the Bela Lugosi collar and cape, but it's exaggerated. Yeah, it's, it's horribly exaggerated. Oh yeah, and it looks like a very bad Roger Corman production. I thought it re- it reminded me of uh, Monster Squad. Oh man, <laughs> now you can't unsee it. I can't unsee it, but at the same time. Monster Squad was better performed and better done and actually a bit more subtle than this. <laughs> but did not have Stella Hall. It did not have Stella Hall. No, it did not have Stella Hall, who we'll talk about in a second. Let's do it. She, her character... She, she, <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't do much with her career, her very short career, and I think this episode is a reason why. But we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So we have director Michael, uh, or J. Michael Riva. Uh, I think he's related to Geralt. Isn't that where Geralt's from? Riva? Rivia? Rivia. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I've never played those games. Stupid nerd. I know. Uh, he directed this. This is one of his only two directing credits. He did this and an episode of the Spielberg anthology series, Amazing Stories, like early 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's mostly known for being a production designer. Let me oh. go over his production credits. Production oh, designer credits. All right. All right. So, so that's like people that build sets. And- the, they, are, they are the director of the art department. So oh, they're cool. responsible for like once the like the look and the feel of the movie is determined, they're the one who brings it to life. They execute. Yeah, it. they execute. It. They're they're responsible for the sets, the costumes, everything. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. So Halloween two, nice. Buckaroo Banzai. Nope. The Goonies. Yep. The Golden Child. Lethal Weapons one, two, and four. Scrooged. A few good men. Charlie's Angels. Uh, Spider Man three. Iron Man's one and two. The Amazing Spider Man and Django Unchained. That was his last movie. Last movie before he passed away. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good list. Yeah, it's a really good list. Wow. Yeah. There's some bangers in there. Yeah. So I think we can forgive him <laughs> for <laughs> for this. He didn't have much to work with. No, no, no. Uh, then uh, we have Doug Ronning as the writer. He has two credits. Uh, this episode and the episode Spoiled from season three. Ah, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get there, yeah. Uh, we have Larry Drake as Tobias the butler. My man. Yeah. Uh, he He's... Uh, He's playing against type. Like we usually see him as like heavies and stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, He's actually generally a sweet guy in this episode. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, there is a bonding moment between him and the orphan. Yeah. Yeah. I think sure. that kind of gets things rolling. Uh, we have Mike Simran as Theodore. He has nine credits to his name, and like eight of them were from like 1990 to 95, and then he has like one cameo. Or oh, wow. like in like 2015, um, just bit parts, um, including, <laughs> I think 
Here's the thing. He was in a movie called Munchie, which was a sequel to Munchies. What? Okay. Munchies was a Roger Corman produced knockoff of Gremlins, which those were really popular at the time when the, when Gremlins first came out. Munchies got like a PG rating, but it was clearly not a, a kid's movie. Like the poster is a woman. Her skirt is blowing up and there's a little monster like uh, on her leg, like looking up her skirt. Uh, you dirty dog. Yeah. So, but Munchie, the sequel is a family film. <laughs> And okay. I thought, okay, he's in this movie. I'm going to watch the preview. I'll see what he's doing. He's not even in the movie. Like, he's barely in the movie. He's like a school bully who gets beat up. Oh. Yeah. Boo. Um, and then we have Georgine, George Ann Johnson as Mrs. Hagstead. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a really long career from like 52 to 2017. Or not oh, 2017, wow. 2007. I think she passed away just recently, like 91. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. Like bit parts and recurring roles, including um, Jack's mom on one of my favorite shows, Three's Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in The Day After, which I've talked a lot about how like, that movie is so influential on me. Yeah. And uh, she was also on Seinfeld. Who'd she play? I, like in one episode. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, Grace uh, Zabra- uh, Zabriskie, uh, who's uh, Mrs. Colbert, she was in Galaxy of Terror, um, Child's Play 2. She, I think she was in every episode of Twin Peaks. Oh, nice. Uh, she was Susan's mom on Seinfeld. So she was like in like 10 episodes. I oh, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, she was in a, uh, just recently, she was in a video game called The Quarry. Oh, yeah, that's the brand new game with Ted Raimi. Yeah, and Ted Raimi and, uh, oh, God, I can't remember his name now. Um, the Wrestler, who who plays, well, he's a wrestler now, but he plays the sheriff in the Scream movies. Oh, um. Dave Arquette. Yeah yeah, 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 he's in it too. Former world champion. Former world champion. Um, have you played the games, those games by that company? I haven't played the Quarry. Okay, so they make, they've made a ton of games. Um, they did one called uh, Until Dawn. Um, they have a, they have an anthology series just, I, I it's called Dark Pictures, where they're like, they're shorter games, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but uh, you, they're all like, they're pretty much like interactive movies. Where it's more like quick time events, quick time events and stuff, but you can play them multiplayer and people play on like different characters and stuff. Oh, cool. Um, and, uh, th- this, uh, new one, the quarry is basically like a, a very long interactive movie. Like my son played it. It's like, he says like eight hours, uh-huh. but it's great. I want to play it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. saw motion capture footage that Ted Raimi did. Yeah. I, I, I know what it's about. Uh-huh. And if you watch the previews, you would not imagine what it's about. From the previews. Cool. Yeah. Um, then we have William Frankfather. Uh, he was in The Greatest American Hero, A-Team, Amazing Stories also. Uh, he was in this great movie I used to love when I was a kid called Invaders from Mars. I've never heard of it. It was a remake of like a 50s movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, basically, a kid one night is up late and he sees a meteorite fall in his, basically the backyard. Mm-hmm. And he figures out there's like aliens invading the earth and no one believes him. Right. Yeah. Uh, he was in the eight, 1980s Twilight Zone. He was in Harry and the Hendersons. I used to love that movie as a kid. Uh, Freddy's Nightmares, one of your favorite movies when you were a kid. Or, well, I don't know if it's a favorite movie, but it certainly had an influence on you. The Rocketeer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Pre- the Punisher knockoff Renegade DS Nine and uh, another show I used to love was Dark Skies. Did you see that? No. It was uh, it was NBC trying to cash in on the success of the X Files. Was I remember in comics they had ads of a dude floating in yes. a light? Yeah. Is that what that is? I think maybe it was. Oh yeah. wow. Uh, but um, it was uh more than the X-Files based on like actual cases and conspiracy theories, but it was set in the 60s. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, then we have Stella Hall as Miss Heather. Who's that? <laughs> well, let me tell you what. She was a stewardess in Die Hard. <laughs> That's it. That's it. She was also in Scrooge. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, I, I think you really like it. Yeah. It's kind of a, a darker comedic riff on, you know, A Christmas Carol, but with Bill Murray. Cool. Yeah. Um, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. She was also a stewardess in that, which means Die Hard and the Freddy movies are in the same universe. Oh, my God. uh, Sorry, go ahead. She she was also in Playboy, Midsummer Night's Dream Party, 1985, as herself. Nice. This was a special produced after Hugh Hefner had a stroke. This was like his return to public life. So it was a big party that they basically filmed. I don't know. I don't know why she was there, but she played herself. 
And this was like one of her first credits. Weird. Yeah. But I, I could not find any information if like she was ever in Playboy or anything. For research purposes. Yeah, for research purposes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> she I'll be she is like nineties super hot. Yeah, she is. And she <laughs> This was like I think her final credit before she just disappeared. Oh wow! Right, it might not have been. Uh, actually, thinking that Freddie's dead might have been her last one, but um, she plays it really weird. Like she's trying to seduce the kid. Uh, yeah, I don't really know where what her character is aiming for. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not explained. It's it's, it's unexplained, and every time she interacts with him, it's like. She's hot and bothered. It's really weird. She's really enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That is who's in this episode. <laughs> well, it's funny that we said that Stella Hall is like 90s yeah. hot with yeah. like short brown hair shoulder length uh-huh. uh, that was popular at the time. Yeah. Recently, we um, friends of ours were watching a movie together and... It was from the 90s, and apparently all the girls that were watching the movie with uh-huh. us, they discussed how much the butt cut in the 90s was like the epitome yeah. of cool guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. um, Terminator 2 and um, the, what was that? Um, Boy Meets World, yeah. like all that stuff. Yeah, like, oh, my God, Sean's I'm character, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, we're I was trying to think, and it finally hit me, Stella Hall with the short... Uh-huh. hair with yeah. kind of the uh, the bangs up that's like the 90s look <laughs> yeah oh yeah and it's weird because we're old enough to remember that yeah yeah i had God. a mullet i had a rat tail i had a mullet for a short time but then yeah. i just grew my hair long like it is now i had the rat tail that was about it i, I wanted that nike check on the side of my head uh. so bad dude <laughs> but they were like no you're not doing that and then i had a bowl cut oh yeah everyone got the bowl cut yeah yeah hmm. That's my secret. Uh, <laughs> but let's find out what the secret is. Are we ready for this? Yeah, my secret is that I one time killed a bum when I was drunk. But we'll move on. What? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> Once again, this is season two, episode 18, The Secret, which premiered July 31st, 1990. Which actually it just had an anniversary. Yeah. 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 Wow. So this We're episode, coming up on our anniversary, too. Huh? We're coming up on our anniversary. Like one year? Yeah. This We've done two seasons. Yeah. yeah, two seasons in one year. Yeah, two seasons in one year, yeah. Not bad. Great yeah. job. Fist yeah, bump. Great job. There we go. Yeah. Anyway. So the episode starts with the Crypt Keeper reading Oliver Twist. He closes the book and, said, and says, well, where's the twist? I had such great expectations. Oh. That's Get a Dickens it? joke. <laughs> Give him the old Dickens. I like his cider. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. He opens He opens his book, uh-huh. which I don't think is ever named. Yeah. No. It's just his it, no, it's, big... It's in the Crypt. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He, he And he says, this story will scare the dickens out of you. I'm going to let you in on the secret. Dickens, I found out. I got curious. Like, why do people say that? Mm-hmm. It's an old term for devil. The devil out of me. That scared the devil out of me, yeah. But why would people say it scared the devil out of me? It's like a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I need more research. <laughs> yeah. The, st- <laughs> the story opens on a stormy night at Gaines Orphanage. Ah, ah, I didn't catch that. It's a nod to Bill Gaines, yeah. the creator of Tales from the Crypt. Little Theodore, wearing a boonskin cap, and his PJs is sneaking around as he hears adults talking and he goes and grabs a snack. Which, by the way, he loses points immediately. Why is that? He eats a chicken um, chicken bone. Yeah. And he, or, or he eats a chicken leg and he puts the bone back in the fridge. <laughs> just on a plate by itself as though yeah. people are going to open it up yeah. and be like, what happened? He eats the chicken and he grabs an apple. He hides under a table as Miss Heather, a young new caretaker, talks to Mrs. Hagstead, the operator for the orphanage, for the last 25 years. Hagstead says that Theodore is too old to be adopted and doesn't know what to do. Heather asks about his real parents, and Hagstead says, we will never bring them up ever again. 
Theodore, shocking, shocked, drops his apple and it rolls to Miss Hagstead's feet. She catches him and berates him for sneaking around and stealing food, then tells Heather to lock him in his room and she gives him a key. As Heather is taking Theodore upstairs, she actually sneaks the apple back and gives it to him and tells him not to worry about what was being discussed. Which which I do have to point out too that when he asks, like, what were you talking about? Yeah. Stuff, she puts her finger on his lips. Very sensually. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, shh, don't, don't, yeah. don't worry about that. We just got to go upstairs. Here's the apple that you tried to sneak. Let's go to take you to bed. There might be a crime being committed in this house. Huh. <laughs> I don't mean to make light of it, but it's still, it's weird, right? The acting. Her acting is I off. Th- well, I in the, in the in the later parts of the episode, they show flashbacks of Theodore being happy. Yeah. In the house with Miss Heather, with with Miss Heather. Yeah. In more of a parental, like it's the mom I never had. Yeah. But the but the way she's portrays it, yeah. portrays it is like creepy. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me, but or both of us really. The next morning, Heather tells Hagstead that Theodore is gone. Hagstead says that, oh, don't worry, he always runs away for a few hours, but he'll come back. Just then, Theodore walks in covered in dirt. Hagstead berates him again, tells him to clean up and help with the dishes. As he's doing dishes, Heather comes in and says that she has good news. A special couple will be here tonight and he may be adopted. But Theodore does not look too happy. That night, Mr. and Mrs. Colbert and their butler, Tobias, are picking who they wish to adopt. And they look at Theodore, and they think that he's perfect. Theodore says, what if I want to stay here? Miss Hagstead immediately gets nervous and takes him aside into another room and shakes him and says, listen, you little Sputnik. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite line. She's like, listen, you little Sputnik. If they want you, you're going. And Theodore says, what happened to my real parents? The shook Miss Hagstead says that they were killed, but the details are not important. She then goes on to say, though the Colberts seem eccentric, they'll give him a good home. The next shot is Theodore looking out of the window as, as he waves the other kids goodbye, looking sad. And they drive away. Mrs. Colbert says, it'll, it'll be absolutely wonderful having him. Mr. Colbert says, yes. Wonderful. Having him. Oh. Uh, What could that be an allusion to? What? (laughs) And all of a sudden, they pull into a giant mansion. Upon walking in, Theodore is shocked. He tries to touch an antique vase, and a dog snarls at him. Mrs. Colbert says, You must not touch anything. Some of these are old. And some, and she looks at her husband, says... Some have sentimental value. Yeah, because they're ancient and they have collected all these things. Oh. You know, I thought at first that the dog snarling at him was a clue that he's a werewolf. Oh. But I don't think it is because of what we see later on. Right. But he was shook, though. Yeah. Uh, they take him to his own room, in which is full of toys and a jukebox. Dude, I wish I had a jukebox yeah. in my room as yeah. a kid. It looked like Ricky Schroeder's room from Silver Spoons. That's so specific. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, he walks in and he's immediately super hyped. He turns around to thank them for all these gifts, but they've already left. And Butler Tobias closes the door and locks it. Theodore looks through the keyhole and he sees the Colberts. Mrs. Colbert is talking to her husband, saying, we've waited for so long. Theodore says, Mrs. Colbert, why did you do- why'd you lock the door? They ignore him and walk away, and then the dog barks into the keyhole, scaring Theodore. The next morning, Tobias greets a waking Theodore with breakfast of cake, pie, and donuts. Tobias says that he will attend to him while the Colberts are working and offers him a milkshake. Theodore asks why are there bars on the windows, in which Tobias replies, For security, the Colberts collect antiques. Eating donuts all day dressed as a cowboy montage. Yeah. It's a good life. That, it's a really long montage. Yeah. Of dressing like a cowboy and eating desserts all day or day. It, it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, 
he's lost his coonskin uh, cap and replaced it with like gaudy cowboy clothing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what that means, but it seemed to mean something. They're going for something there. It's called glowing up. Yeah, it's called I mean, fashion, actually, Bruce. I actually looked it up, like the origin of the, the coonskin cap, to try to figure out like when exactly this was being you know, like, supposed to be set. Okay, maybe I'm dumb. Yeah. Well, I know I'm dumb, uh-huh. but I always thought it was a Boone skin cap because no, of Daniel Boone. Yeah, no, because it was Davy Crockett who who um, popularized it. The Davy Crockett uh, Disney TV series. So it's a coon skin cap. It's a coon cap. skin cap. It's actually made from raccoon fur. Oh, shit. They so, Okay, they sold so many of these things that there was no raccoon fur available. Wow. They and so they end up using other animals Ooh. to make these, and di- the Disney branded ones by themselves, the Disney branded ones by themselves, sold over two point six billion dollars worth of these things in today's money. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And wow. so it was like it was like one of the most popular things to have for little boys at the time, from like uh, I think like fifty five to fifty six, because the the TV show was only on for like a year. It was like a money, TV though. show. It was like it was like uh, like six movies that came out in like space of a year. Oh, okay. And it created this myth of Davy Crockett, you know, King of the Wild Frontier, when he really wasn't. He he uh, he, he he was a U.S. representative that went down <laughs> to Texas, fought in the Texas Revolution, and supposedly died surrounded by a dozen Mexicans. And they found him. They said that they found him with his knife in the chest of one. Uh-huh. Right, it took twelve men to kill him, but it, probably in reality he was captured and shot. Right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But you got to sell hats. You got to sell hats. Yeah, right. Around the end of the montage, he starts getting tired of eating desserts all the time and being left alone in his bedroom. One night, while on a walk with the Colberts, Theodore asks why he's locked away all day. They say it's for his own protection. Theodore asks if they can go out to maybe a baseball game or a movie. They say they can't because they have to work, but they have a special surprise for him, but it's a secret. (laughs) Which, by the way, I just now realize every scene that the Colberts are in is at night. Yeah, yeah. When they adopt him Uh and when they're going on this walk. Uh, I actually wondered. I know they're vampires. I know vampires only come out at night, supposedly, but I also wonder if they actually have jobs. I'm pretty sure they're just sleeping in their coffins. Yeah, yeah. But we never see it. We never see it, yeah. Right. The next day, Tobias delivers lunch of strawberry shortcake. Theodore asks if he's doing anything during supper and if he could stay and visit. Tobias agrees. They play cards using jelly beans as poker chips. And as they play, Theodore daydreams of being with the other kids and Miss Heather in the orphanage it's the story of he just wants to belong yeah yeah that's all yeah. he needs all he needs is just someone to talk to yeah it is a kind of a sweet moment because tobias the butler is very stern yes but caring you can kind of tell yeah. like he he i don't know he there's this short little scene while they're playing poker yeah where he's like how long you you been in you know a part of this family. He's like, oh, all my life ever yeah. since I was a kid. So he's very nonchalant, very short, but he's nice. This is the first time show, someone has shown any interest in him or any sort of like compassion. Right. Yeah. Right. Just then the Colberts burst through the door singing a very weird happy birthday. Yeah, song. Yeah. Because they can't use the happy birthday song. Oh, like they can't, they can't No, it's owned by Disney and you have to pay them a ton of money to use it. Wait, you're telling me the birthday song is owned by Disney? Yes, I've yes. never, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's this whole thing where like there's actually debate whether it's actually in the public domain or not. But Disney owns the rights to it; they do enforce the rights to it. That's why you rarely hear the birthday song in movies. I never They'll knew sing that. Something else. They'll sing something similar, but not the birthday movie. And here's the thing too: the birthday song itself was based on another another song. That would like you'd see it a lot in in like early movies, mm-hmm. and it was something that kids would sing to their teachers uh, in the morning, like "Good morning to you, good morning to you, good morning, dear teacher, good morning to you." Wow! And then after Disney bought the rights, somehow got the rights to it. Yeah, it's debatable whether they actually have the right to it, but they do enforce it. Um, you never saw that. You wouldn't even hear the "Good Morning" version 
in movies anymore. Oh wow! Like they they like there there would be like morning scenes in old movies like from the 30s whatever, mm-hmm. and they would play that. Oh wow! Yeah, so I you know it was that. a morning scene. Yeah, yeah. The song was like a birthday a birthday party for you, a birthday party for you. Happy birthday, Theodore. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's yeah. super weird. It's, it's delivered very awkwardly, too. Yeah. I don't know if it's because they're not human or the song sucks. I can't tell. <laughs> Theodore says, hey, it's not my birthday. Mrs. Colbert says, well, of course it's not. That wouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> you can't fault the logic. That's a, that's a slam dunk. Yeah. <laughs> I want a surprise birthday, yeah. not my birthday party. Yeah. That's great. We got to talk to the do girls for, about this. Huh? We got to talk to the girls about this. Let's make it happen. Uh, they give him a cake and presents and say that they're going out to paint the town red. Oh, I think that's a reference to them being vampires. Oh. <laughs> There's so many like winks and nods in this episode. Like they're only at it night. They're painting the town red. Yeah. And like the audience, us, we're like, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. We know they're vampires. We get it. Yeah. We can already tell. Later. Theodore asks Tobias of how long he's worked for the Colberts. Tobias says ever since he was a young man and that Tobias is an orphan as well. I think that also is the reason why he's opening up to Theodore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he he knows what it's like Mm -hmm. to be an orphan. Yeah. Theodore asks if he can call him Toby. And he agrees. As the Colberts arrive, they yell for Tobias. Later, at 9 p.m., Theodore wakes up hearing the Colberts talking outside of his room. Mrs. Colbert says, it was all my idea and I'll say when he's ready. I can hear his heartbeat now. Theodore is scared. Which, by the way, if you can hear his heartbeat, shouldn't you know that it's racing right now? Yeah. She never says that, but I'm just saying. They open the door and he pretends to be asleep. The Colberts just stare at him. Mrs. Colbert says, I don't think I can wait any longer. When we come home tonight, we will tell him our secret. They close the door and they drive away. Fast forward at 4 a.m., the Colberts arrive back at the home. Theodore's door opens and it's Tobias instead of the Colberts. When he wakes Theodore up, he says, I don't feel very good. But Tobias says, I have to get you out of here. It may already be too late. They rush down the hallway and they are cut off by Mrs. Colbert with crazy ass hair and crazy ass makeup. Yeah. Like big, huge afro. Yeah, I don't know how else weird. to describe it. Her hair it. became really frizzy. Super like frizzy. Standing up like straight from her head. Yeah. Black outfit, silver lips. Yeah. Like they went a little over the top. They're the, you know what they are. They're huh. dressed for dinner. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mrs. Colbert cuts him off and she says, taking off with the goods, huh, Tobias? Tobias says, I can't go through with it. She says, we had a deal. You wanted immortality and we're going to give it to you. Not bad for a babysitting job. Don't you want everlasting life? And she opens her mouth, (laughs) showing her fangs. And she makes that like hissing vampire in the ways they always do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's. I like how we both did it. <laughs> Three, two, one. Ah! I, like it. I love it. Tobias says, Everlasting life. I can't imagine anything more tedious and boring. That might be the line of the episode. Yeah. He just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Just as Tobias is asking to spare the boy, Mr. Colbert comes up from behind Tobias and bites him in the neck. Theodore- Very bloodlessly. Well, yeah. There's a kid there. Come on, man. <laughs> there is some like blood on the landing beneath them on the floor, like on off the side of the um, well, stairway. You, yeah, but you would assume that they would have perfected the technique. I guess of a lot of. Stillage. I'm just used to like you know the, the gaudy vampire movies I watch, where like they get bitten, and like there's like a jet of blood coming out from their neck. No, that's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Theodore jumps from the stairs and sees Tobias die in front of him and immediately starts to run. Man, all I could think is when he jumped and landed, I was like, man, your ankles have to hurt because that was a fall. Oh, yeah, it was a a good, like, 10 feet. Yeah. 
river well we'll know why later my my knees and ankles will be gone oof yeah oh yeah mrs colbert tells her dog to save some for the rest of them and to go after the boy and they he the dog chases him into the woods the colbert oh, did you catch the dog's name no it's lilitu what is that lilitu was a demon in mesopotamia and it's like from the Akkadian language. I know this is going to be real nerdy. So it's from the Akkadian language, which is an early like Semitic language. It's related to like uh, Hebrew and Arabic and all, all that. Mm-hmm. But Lilith, Lilithu is where the word Lilith comes from. Huh. Yeah. Well, look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a girl it, dog? It, it probably is a girl dog. It was usually associated with like... Uh, um, like female spirits or like kind of animals that were coded female, like owls. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there was a, um, there's a uh, supposed vampire spirit, um, that's on the relief, you know, what they call a ball relief with a, a car, a stone that's been carved to look like something. Mm-hmm. And it's a woman who's naked and she has, uh, wings from her back and bird talons for feet. And they said, so it's like, they call Lola too. Wow. Yeah. Nerd. I know. (laughs) The Colberts, looking at the full moon, jump up and leap to join the chase. In a very dramatic, uh, I guess like the cameraman is on his back on the floor. Yeah. And they like jump over him to make it look like they're flying, but it's done in slow motion. It's done in very, very slow motion with a blur effect on it. Right. It's not. And at this point, she's in her weird gown with her hair all frizzed out. He is in the most ridiculous, over like, the top, spirit Halloween Dracula cape. But it, like his collar is like a foot tall. Yeah, it goes over his head. It's comical. Yeah, and I just think it's it's fun and interesting that you can have episodes of Tales from the Crypt that are just straight up gory. Yeah, with amazing effects. Yeah, and get this. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. There's a reason the writer never wrote much more there's a reason that the director did not do more well the thing is he probably saw this movie he's like mm, this yeah. production design is trash i'm gonna go be a production designer <laughs> and show him how it's done i'm making up a, a subplot of a guy changing his it, career path it, 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 it tracks hey <laughs> anyway go ahead theodore <laughs> theodore is running into the woods clenching his stomach but he falls the culverts land right next to him Mrs. Colbert says, if we weren't already dead, you'd be the death of us. Lol. Oh. Theodore says. I love it when they have puns. Oh, I yeah. I don't love it when they have they puns. May, oh, yeah. Yeah. Theodore, still clenching his stomach, but hunched over, says, I know what happened to my parents and why Mrs. Hagstag wanted to get rid of me. I have a secret, too, and it's better than yours. He turns around and he says, I'm a werewolf. Now I know what happened to my parents. I know why Miss Hagstead wanted to get rid of me. I have a secret too, Mrs. Colbert. I'm sure you have to. And mine is better than yours. I'm a werewolf. And I have an appetite for vampire. And they, they have piped in someone else's voice. He's Gravelly. like, I'm a werewolf. Yeah. 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 At this point, his, like, you can see when he's hunched over, his, his shirt is ripped for some reason. And there's on the hair. Back, and there's hair coming out of it, and his hair on his head has gotten longer. Right. It's actually, when he turns around and reveals his face, it's, it's actually really good effects, I thought. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I, but you're right. He, they do a distortion or something with his voice yeah. where... You no, know, they actually credited someone else in, in on IMDb for the werewolf's voice. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. But it's kind of jarring, though. Yeah. Because he goes, I know what happened to my parents and why Mrs. Hagstead wanted to get rid of me. I have a secret, too. And it's better than yours. <laughs> I'm a werewolf. <laughs> I'm a werewolf and I have an appetite for vampires. He didn't say it why like we, that. Why, why do we always assume that they don't like each other? kind of a thing isn't it yeah yeah it is like underworld yeah the classic episode of tales from the crypt the secret yeah among other things i think there's another vampire versus werewolf episode later on isn't there 
Yeah, but there's also like what we do in the shadows. Yeah, what we do in the shadows. Um, the the '90s tabletop role playing game Vampire the Masquerade. Like nerd, they God were damn, terrified it. of werewolves. Yeah, wouldn't they yeah. be friends? I don't know. They're both on the same yeah. side of the of the spectrum. There, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, he attacks Mrs. Colbert and rips her throat out as Mr. Colbert runs away. He doesn't even try to save his wife. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Theodore gives chase and he's about to attack him and the screen goes to black. Later, at the orphanage, the door knocks and Heather and Hagstead open the door to find a very nicely dressed Theodore with the dog. Yeah, so I don't, I just don't think that, I thought at first, like I said, that the dog did not like him because he's a werewolf. Detected that, somehow sensed that predator. Right. But then he's just, he's hanging out with him. Right. When the door opens and it's revealed to be Theodore, Hagstead is immediately shocked. But Heather looks very excited. Yeah, she kind of like, she puts her hand to her chest and kind of like trails her fingers down a bit between her boobs. I didn't see that. She's like, (gasps) yeah, it's weird. Like a, like a, the hero has saved the day and he's returned. Yeah. I don't know. It's super weird. Theodore says, I'm finally home. I know my secret, by the way, and things are about to change around here. He... Kind of, he does the Kubrick stare where he drops his face, he drops his, uh, yeah, chin he drops his chin and stares like through his brow, basically, right? Yeah, and then a CGI, bad CGI, yeah, werewolf face shows up like an overlay over his face, yeah, yeah, and then Hag, uh, Hagstead screams and it fades to black. So, like, did she see the werewolf face? Like, yeah, I, I assume yeah. she's like, ah, puts her hands up over her face, right? And then so that's it's the end. So, I get my thing is like. Not only did he just become a werewolf. Well, earlier in the episode, when he first like went on a little uh, spree, yeah, he he cli- he supposedly climbed down the uh, drain pipe, right? And went it's, off running around and it came back muddy. It came back muddy. Yeah. So, is that telling us that he's been a werewolf this whole time and he, he knew it? Yeah, I th- I don't think he knew it, but he was going out and changing during the full moon. Okay. Yeah. That's what I figured. Or just changing. I don't know. Because there's never a full moon in this. It's just... There's just the night that he changes there. Oh, there is? Yeah. Okay. Right before the Colbert's leap over uh, the cameraman, they oh, look up, I think I must have they look up yeah. and they see a full moon. Okay. So it was a little weird, but uh, that's... If, if, if werewolves ex- exist and you're scared of these things, why are you going out on a full moon? Right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's weird. Uh, the Crypt Keeper says... Right when the Colberts were about to satisfy their sweet tooth, Theodore decides to wolf down something besides sweets. And his voice changes to the werewolf voice when he says wolf. Does it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't catch that. Just when mom and pop were about to satisfy their sweet tooth, Theodore decides to wolf down something besides sweets. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, he's with that weird statue. I don't know what that's supposed to be. I don't know. There's like there's like it's like a it kind of looks like the thinker if Buddha was the thinker. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He's just hanging out there uh, and I don't know if that's supposed to be a reference to something or uh, aesthetics. Is that what Charles Dickens looks like? Probably. Huh. I mean he's dead. Yeah. So he doesn't look, look like anything, anything now. now. <laughs> <laughs> My man. <laughs> that's why we're friends. But that's the episode. I mean Yeah. Eh. No. I, I wouldn't have put this as the season finale. No. But then again, I don't think television series, especially anthology series, mm-hmm. cared about premieres or Yeah, I finales. think it was a bit different at the time. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Because I don't even think the very first episode was a Christmas, and I don't think it was during Christmas. No, it wasn't. No. Yeah. No, I think, yeah. No, uh, actually, the very first episode was the um, The Man Who Loved Death. Right. But it premiered the same night as... It was a double feature. It was like a, a triple feature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I can't remember what the third one was now. But, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's not a it's not a Christmas time. It's a July right. like of 89 when it yeah. came out. So Weird. Yeah. But, I mean, it was okay. I mean, uh, Tobias and uh, Heather... I say Heather just because Stella is so good looking. <laughs> Stellar. Stellar. Yeah. But uh yeah, her actions are kind of strange. Yeah. But I'm just gonna chalk it up to she's just she loves the kid and wants to be like 
the mother he a mother never figure had. to him yeah right it's just i don't think they conveyed that very well but larry drake he's great yeah as tobias the butler um you know you get a little bit of backstory the he's really the only character that has meat on the bones yeah and you don't even get it you know what i mean like it's a very flat episode yeah everyone's very one-dimensional yeah and the only person who actually either has a change of heart or any development is Tobias. Yeah. Because you understand that okay, after the episode's over with, you're like, okay, he was going to become a vampire. Yeah. And his task to become a vampire yeah. is to help them get a kid. And he does. But then he has a change of heart because the kid's also an orphan. But here's the thing. They knew they were going to an orphanage to pick a kid out. Yeah. Wouldn't he have already been like, no? Yeah. Yeah. Or did he just realize? Why not just kidnap a kid? They're vampires. What are they going to do? Here's the thing. I would never hurt anyone. Right. But if I'm a vampire in my everlasting life, just like I'm finding a way to get blood. Yeah. Because I'm living that life. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. We just watched Near Dark. Yeah. Uh, that's like second or third time I've seen it. Uh-huh. I love that movie. Yeah. It's fun seeing redneck, financially irresponsible vampires. Yes. Yeah. Who are just scrubs. I, I like the monster vampire. I don't like the suave, sophisticated vampire. Yeah. 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 Which it, it, it's funny because I think that's uh, something we get from like Dracula. Yeah. But I don't think Dracula is really that way. If you read the book or like, especially if you like read or watch well, no, the, the yeah. Bram Stoker movie. Uh, uh, I mean, I think I'm, I'm only half. Sh- I've only, that? sorry. We just walking all over each other. Uh, or like, it, you know, it, it, you don't get that image from Dracula, the the book or from um, the Francis Ford Coppola movie. Right. Yeah. Which I think is one of the best vampire movies ever made. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's amazing for sure. Uh, yeah. The original book, like, He's old and crusty and he's got a mustache. Mm-hmm. He doesn't Hair on look his in- palms because he's been jacking it so much. Oh, God. There you go. Yeah. Stepping. Yeah. Line stepping. <laughs> so this is based on the story of The Secret from Haunt of Fear number 24. Yeah. I did not write a synopsis for this because it's basically the same thing. The only changes are there's no Tobias. There's no... He- well, there is a Heather. There but- is a Heather, but she's an old maid. Yeah, like um, she's like basically another Hagstead. Yes, another Hagstead. Uh, she's a bit more kind that than Mrs. Hagstead, although neither of them are really kind to him. Right? They know he's a werewolf from the start. Yeah, I think I think they did in the show too, where they knew his parents were murdered. Heather didn't know. Yeah, that's true. The Hagstead did. Hagstead did, and so uh, there's there's no dog. Nope. Um, no Tobias. No Tobias. Uh, one of the other changes is that I think it happens over a longer period of time because you can see him as they are feeding him sweets. He gets fatter. Yes. Yeah. For sure. He starts sure. getting a gut and his face gets round. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have a very long. Uh, no. And this was this was done by uh, George Evans and Carl Wessler, who we talked about actually last week. Yeah. They were the, the same artist and uh Marie um Marie Severin did the colors for it, so mm-hmm. it's the exact same team. Right. Um I don't really have any like I said, it's um the exact same story. Right. Yeah. Pretty pretty much. Yeah. Um, this would be super quick, but um, it's not great. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right. This is the secret from Haunt of Fear number twenty four from March nineteen fifty four. Uh, one thing I do like about this is that Theodore is the narrator. Yes. Which I think is neat because yeah. you kind of get more into his motivations and his thoughts yeah. and fears and stuff. And you know, it's actually played more subtly than the TV show because the vampires are not like wealthy. No, they're just normal. They're, they look like normal 50s Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Subur- like white suburban knights. Right. It opens up with Miss Heather and Miss Graves instead of Hagstead. Yeah talking about Theodore as he's watching. They're saying that he's 13 and they will need to get rid of him soon and get him adopted before he reaches maturity because they seem to be afraid of it. Yeah, they know what's up with him. They know that he's a a werewolf, but also they know that it's going to happen when he reaches maturity. Yeah. Which is, so they know a lot about werewolves. Yeah. They also said, don't forget about his secret. And 
it's funny because he thinks to himself, oh, it's the secret of where my real parents are. Yeah. The next day, Theodore is hungry and they lock him in his room for complaining too much. That's not why they locked him in his room. What? They know he's going to change. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, that was what they told him. Yeah. but the, Yeah. He was complaining too much, but they, they know he's going to change soon when he gets hungry like that. Right. He runs away and he comes back and Heather isn't necessarily mad at him and leads him to bed. The next morning, a couple is about to adopt him, the Colberts. He initially wants to wait for his real parents to, uh, to come and get him or stay with Miss Heather. But she pulls him aside and says that he doesn't have real parents. Theodore asks, then what's the secret that you know about me? And she says, secret? What secret? Looking horrified. He finally agrees to be adopted and he leaves with the Colbert. Oh, she says something else first. She alludes to the secret. Huh? Because she says, if I told them everything about you, they wouldn't want you. Yeah. 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 They take him to their home and they start to feed him. I think it's like a, like a giant ham. Yeah. Um, they stand over him, making sure that he, he, he eats every bite. Mrs. Colbert says, we're going to put on some beef on you. And they show him to his room full of toys. They lock him in the room with bars in the windows. He sees the Colberts outside moments later, and he asks, why are there bars? Mr. Colbert says, it's a secret. You'll know one day. He thinks at this point, that they know his secret and that's why they've locked him in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. One day, Mrs. Colbert brings him food. He asks why he cannot go outside and play. And she says, it is a secret, but he'll find out very soon. They have to build him up. Well, yeah, you got to so put beef can, on So he can him. be big and strong when he goes outside. Duh. And but they're point, vampires. They this, drink blood. Yeah, but there's a, they are ripening his blood is what they say at the end. Yeah, but I mean... I know. Yeah. I'm thinking too much about it. Yeah. A month later, in the middle of the night, Theodore hears the Colberts walking upstairs. But Theodore thinks that he knows the secret. The Colberts transform and say, you're just right and fat with rich red blood. This is our secret. We're vampires. I like the design of them. They look very cat-like. It reminded me of uh, the original design for Morbius. Hmm. Interesting. With like the slanted eyes. Yeah. And the um, like slanted mouth. Yeah. Kind of aiming down towards okay. their yeah, chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very angular. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for almost, sure. You know, I, I'd said cat, but looking at it again, it's almost snake-like. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Yeah. But either way, it's Morbin time. Oh, my God. <laughs> we tied it in, baby. <laughs> Which he's a vampire. Yeah. The, uh, Theodore narrating says, only I was wrong. Their secret isn't the same as my secret. He transforms as the Colberts look shocked. So was he assuming that they were werewolves too? Maybe. Because he's like, like I think I know the secret now. And then he says, only I was wrong. Their secret. Right. Isn't my secret. Oh. Yeah. And then put that together. I think that's really funny that once he transforms into a werewolf, uh-huh. Mr. Colbert says, My lord, <laughs> you're a vampire. You know, that's funny because at one point uh, in the uh, the episode, when Larry Drake sees that they are tur- they've turned into vampires or they've revealed their vampiric form or whatever, he tries to do the cross with his fingers. He does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Aha. Got you. He transforms and they look shocked with Mr. Colbert saying, my Lord, Theodore is a werewolf. He claws and shreds them apart. Yeah, they show uh, he's leaping on Mr. Colbert and Mrs. Colbert is laying like beside him and she's clutching her throat and her face has been ripped up. Right. Yeah. And he even says uh, when he claws and shreds them apart, like I used to when I would run away. Yeah. So... I think this implies more like in the TV episode, he uh-huh. doesn't know he's a werewolf yeah. until the moment he transforms. Right. In the comic, it seems like he just knows. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I'll give the nod to the comic because it's, it, it's a really short story. Mm-hmm. Kid gets adopted. They're werewolves. Yeah. Or he, they're vampires. He's a werewolf. The yeah. End. 
There's no padding in it like they tried to do in the episode, I think, to stretch it out to a 20 minutes. Right. Because this is a five-minute story. Right. It really is. <laughs> and, and like um, uh, like the episode, it does. there is like a little in-note or epilogue from the old witch mm-hmm. saying that he does go back to the orphanage and take care of the caretakers. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the so is secret. at the orphanage a werewolf? Huh? huh? Is everyone at the orphanage a werewolf? I don't know. I don't mm. think so because they wanted him gone before he got um, got mature. Oh well, yeah, we want to get rid of him before they were uncontrollable. Oh yeah, I like you're you're making this story better than it deserves to be. <laughs> you're adding I think, subplots. I think that happens a lot. <laughs> to be Is honest. that what happens when you read a story that's not good? Yeah, nice. I got to make it better in my head to uh, digest it. Awesome. Yeah, love it. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that's the episode and the comic. It was okay, but yeah. it's it, not where I'd end the season, huh? It's not where I'd end the season. No, 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 no. Um, I have we decided on what our gold star episode is for the for the season? Man, I don't I don't know if we did. Let me look at the list of the episodes for the season. Uh, dead right. So this is there's this is the episodes for the season. Okay. Uh, dead right. Huh? The switch. Yeah, cutting cards. Oh, is that with uh? That was like with Lance Henderson. St- get, you don't even need to see the red. <laughs> no, we're done. We're done. Uh, let's go through the others. Uh, Till death. Eh. Uh, three's a crowd. That's. Good. I gotta be honest. I don't remember that one. <laughs> the, hold on. Till death. Uh. Oh no, that's the um. That's a great one. Which one? Three's a crowd is when um, the couple who are about the their oh oh the body switching no no, it, no okay. the, 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 like they go to the cabin of the wealthy friend oh, and the husband oh thinks yeah that's actually, actually good that's yeah. a great one yeah um the thing from the grave Man. oh it's uh, Terry Hatcher yeah Terry Hatcher which the, is a good one the sacrifice uh, insurance agent oh that um, yeah that's that's one with Michael Ironsides yes yeah yes uh for crying out loud. Oh, the uh, Marty Slash uh-huh. with the ears. Uh, the four-sided triangle. Ugh, Patricia Arquette. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that one's okay. Uh, the the ventriloquist dummy. Bobcat Goldweight. Yeah, that yep. was, I, and Don Rickles. I actually like that one a lot. That's a good one, too. Uh, Judy, you're not yourself today. This is the body-switching one. Yes, yeah. that one was fun. Yeah. That was probably the most fun episode. Maybe not uh, the best. I think maybe Corman's Calamity may have been the most fun episode. Oh, that is a good... Yeah. This has been a great season. Uh, fi- fitting Punishment. Which one was that? Bible... Th- oh, the funeral director. Yes. Oh. And the kid, the bat... That was so basketball. damn dark. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Corman's Calamity. We already talked about one. Lower Birth. That's all right. Oh, that's the birth of the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, birth of the Crypt Keeper. Uh, mute Witness to Murder. Yeah. Yeah. Television Terror. Another fun one. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. My Brother's Keeper. Oh, that's the, we did it we last week. Did that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and of course the secret. Um, I'm probably going to give the worst episode, probably the secret. Yeah. Maybe oh, absolutely. It's so fresh. Absolutely. Uh, honorable mentions to the ventriloquist dummy, four sided triangle. I think dead right too. Dead right. Yeah. Um, cutting <laughs> cards is easily the best. The, in the my best opinion. one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the switch wasn't bad. No, that was good. Yeah. That's super good, but yeah, I would say if you're gonna watch one episode from season two, we got a reputation off this uh, off cutting cards. We did, yeah, we do because you know we'll talk to like the Chris or whoever, and they'll be like, "Man, you all love Hans- Lance Hendrickson." Well, it's funny that you mentioned that <laughs> yeah. because we were watching, like I mentioned earlier, we were watching with friends, um, Near Dark, which yeah, which has Lance Hendrickson, Lance Hendrickson, yeah, and I was like, I'm pretty sure most horror fans of 80s horror is in love with Lance oh yeah Anderson. 100% and all of them were like no not really I'm like what, what? and then I started naming all the movies he was in they were like alright that's legit yeah who the fuck are these people D- bandmates damn damn think about their crowd <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would say definitely if you're gonna my pick I mean I don't know what um, is yeah. yours the same no no my pick my pick is cutting cards yeah cutting yeah. cards definitely watch that if, you, if you're if you able to for sure I think it's on YouTube oh Might yeah be. oh these are all on YouTube that's how I watch them 
Cool. Yeah. yeah, definitely if you're going to watch one. I'm very excited to start season three. Yeah, oh yeah. Because next time, we'll be covering Loved to Death, the first episode of season three, based on a story from Tales from the Crypt, number 25. Awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to start a brand new season yeah. for, uh, with you, and it's going to be great. We want to thank everyone for listening and supporting our uh, podcast yeah. and this this uh, pro- uh, passionate project that yeah. we're in. Yeah. It's been super fun. I can't wait to continue. Man, we've uh, in a year, two two seasons in a year. High five! There we go! Yay! All right, until then, until we come back next time, if if I don't die in that cabin or that farm, oh god, <laughs> let's be positive. <laughs> hey, I, I have to drive through deepest, darkest West Virginia to get there. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, you take care of animals. Mm-hmm. You're going to a possibly haunted, possibly. UFO sighted area. Yeah. I think I think you can just say haunted because I think haunted covers all of everything. So you've trained for this your whole life. I, I don't know about that. If there's one person that can do it, it's you. <laughs> I'm worried about what my reaction w- would be to if like I ever like encountered that. You shit yourself. I, well, see, okay, so one time, it's at my parents' house, mm-hmm. and a door closed on its own. I later I figured out that oh, there was a window open. The, mm. the wind blew and it like the air pressure changed in the house. The door made the door close. I got up and charged the door like motherfucker. Get what the fuck is that? Come here. <laughs> I love it. I was mad at that at that ghost. I'm I'm gonna see like I'm gonna get on the news and they're gonna be like uh, local spooky guy Bruce has been arrested for punching doors <laughs> in a farmland in Pennsylvania. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we have social media. We do have social media. You yeah. catch me. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me like I was going to say it. I was popping it up to you. No, nope, ain't happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Horror Ryan. You can find me at Mr. Spooky Bruce. We also have Instagram and Twitter yeah. at Crypt Keepers Pod. We also have an email address. What is it, Ryan? It's CryptKeepersShow at the gmail.com. Here we go. <laughs> if you enjoy the show, leave a rating review on the podcast app of your choice and share it with a friend. And until next time, see you soon, kitties. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Theodore jumps. Sorry, that was weird. Theodore jumps. Theodore jumps. Heaven's <laughs> <laughs> <was> the Murgatroyd. <laughs> I like how we recorded me becoming a man. <laughs> Theodore jumps. Thank um, you heard with his balls dropping. Thanks for editing this. <laughs> All welcome. 60 hours it's going to take.